freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Wah, you are. And Brooke, you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salk. Oh my God, Brock, it's happening. It's here. It's happening. Legal tampering. It's live, Brock. It's yeah. a tamper. I'm enjoying, you didn't quite go full Seinfeld there because you caught yourself like, should I do this bit now every day? I kind of like when you do it, though. The Seinfeld bit? Yeah, let, just wear it. I'm going to be tampering. It. It's not tampering <laughs> if it's legal. It can't be legal if it's tampering. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's sort of true, though, in this case. Right? Yep. I mean, like, when, <laughs> every once in a while, Seinfeld kind of gets it right. And that's, uh, this is definitely one of those cases. How going to no be tampering question. if it's legal? <laughs> isn't tampering illegal? It isn't legal. It's tampering. Anyway, uh, you know what else is, is illegal open for business? The NFL you know, tweeted 45 seconds ago. Here we go. Let's go. You know what else should be illegal? Taking pictures of people and send them to others. Think so? Like, you think that should be that? allowed? Like uh-huh. from like surreptitiously from behind? Yeah, especially amongst friends. Mm. Who does that? Yeah, well, does Shannon Dreyer does that. She does that to Brock Hewitt, and she joins us right now. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Mike. Yeah, you uh, and Brock. Yeah. <laughs> Brock kind of sneaked in there and didn't didn't uh, didn't tell you he was coming, right? Well, yeah, he's terrible at sneaking though. He's what six foot thirteen, and he had on a bright orange shirt as he walks through. He didn't know that. He just kind of strolls through the complex, goes wherever he wants, uh-huh. takes around a batting practice on the field with the guys. You know, sure. it's just yeah. it's good to be Brock Hewitt. He's like America's guest. Right, just goes wherever he wants, shows up. He had no idea that shirt was orange. He can't see. I, I was told it was red. Okay, so I don't know. <laughs> and it was a it was a gift as well. It was cool yesterday though to have some pretty good seats and Luis and watch Luis pitch. Uh, most curious, Shannon, your observations and your takeaways after chatting with uh, Scott and watching yourself in person too. Well, and I think you have to take the conversations into consideration as well, not just with Scott, with others, with some of the Reds. Uh, You know, you look at Luis Castillo and the last memory you have of him is what he was doing at the end of the year, which was just absolutely peak. And you've got to remember that this is spring training, so it's different. And when he went out and had his first two outings, velocity was 91, 92. And you're kind of wondering what's going on. Well, it's spring training. He's a guy that works his way up to uh, the season. According to everybody that I've talked to, and I think yesterday definitely you saw a little bit more. I got hit a little bit in the first inning. Of course, had the home run, but then the second inning started to see some 95s from him. And talking to him afterwards, he's very confident in the plan that he has. It's what he's done for the last six years. And he says he's where he needs to be. So now I'm not there yet. No, it's not, it's not what I will be opening day, which that is yet to be confirmed, but both he and Scott Service have kind of inadvertently mentioned opening day when they've talked about him. But, you know, I think you have to trust him. This is who he is. This is what he's done. Uh, And the Mariners uh, are not concerned with anything that they've seen. I don't think there really is anything to be concerned with. He looked like, you know, an ace-type pitcher getting ready for a long season. I love all that, and and certainly there's no bigger fan of Castillo's than me. The only thing I would question is – it's worked for me for the last six years. Well, not really, right? I mean, isn't that sort of the one knock on Castillo that early in the season, he hasn't been great. So there's something about, oh, it's worked for me for the last few years that doesn't quite, I don't know, that doesn't quite ring true to me. And I think that that is something, I actually talked to pitching coach. I mean, I I think he is where he is. I mean, I, I think that is actually what's happening. I think the question is, is maybe can you get a little bit more if he's a slow starter 
is there a little bit more you can get? Are those wins and, and kind of getting him there early worth it? Or maybe perhaps it's better to have a little bit left at the end of the year. And he certainly had that last year because mm-hmm. he started hurt. But it is something that I talked to pitching coach Pete Woodworth with a, a, a couple of weeks. One of the first things I, I, I asked him was, what do you do with him? You know, you've got him for five years now. What do you do with him? He's way up here. You know, we know what you do to make everybody better. Can you make him better? And he said that Luis has got it in his mind that he wants to win a Cy Young every year. And he said, this guy should be in that conversation every year. And we got to keep him there. And I think that this is the first spring training with him. And I think that, you know, the trust is, is, is there, but still, okay, we'll see. We'll see you do it your way this year. Mm -hmm. I don't think you jump in right away with this type of pitcher, Mm -hmm. who by the way, isn't one who's going to look at all the stat sheets and all the technology and everything that they've had. I mean, he is a field guy. You know, he's done a lot of what he has done, uh, figuring it out himself. He's a guy that will that will throw what the catcher throws down. But he's not going to, you know, be sold because they helped everybody else because he's all the way up here already. So yeah. I think you kind of ease into that a little bit, but also with the understanding that you're here for five years, you know, and we're not just going to watch you fall off or anything like that. If we can do something, we are going to do something. You know, we just got into and through a, a pretty good debate uh, as far as team build when it comes to football, Shannon, the salary cap, and you go all in, and, and how does it roll? And and I do remember calling the preseason games for the Seahawks when they were in their Super Bowl window, when they won one and went to the next one. They played in the preseason, and, and it was just demolition. I mean, they just didn't lose, and it wasn't because, oh, look at us. We're winning preseason football games. It didn't matter, but what mattered was the level of their depth and the depth of that roster, that even when the second, the third, four-string guys came in, they just beat people up. I am curious, is there any correlation or parallel at all with the Mariners? Because I'm seeing a bunch of these games where in the late innings, the backups come in, the young guys come in, the depth on your organization comes in, and they come back and win, and they come back and have big moments, and they come back from five runs down and find ways to win. Is there any parallel in that way at all is to the depth of your organization when it comes to these spring training games not in depth that's going to help immediately because when you get to that part of the game you're talking about the guys who are down in lower a or you're talking about the guys who are going to be the depthiest at triple a and for a lot of those and some of them are actually even minor league call-ups from the minor league side and i don't remember if it was with you or with bump and stacy last week when i was asked how are these games going to change for the WBC players away? I'm like, they're going to get a lot longer (laughs) because when these guys get into the game, they want to play and they want to show off. These games don't mean anything to the veterans other than their work and, you know, innings one through four or five when they're in there, when these young guys get in, they're playing to win the game. And that's why you see the comebacks in the eighth and the ninth inning. And it's, it's kind of fun because they actually get fired up about it. The coaching staff and those that are left in the dugouts get fired up about it. This is kind of their moment. And so it's good experience, but that's not necessarily something that's going to help you this year, maybe in a couple of years, but not this year. Uh, one thing I was looking at, Shannon, maybe it's a depth question as well, but thinking about that last roster spot, and I watched a little Tommy Listello over the weekend. I've been watching Cooper Hummel. This doesn't seem to be like much of even a debate to me. Like, I, I really... I'd like Cooper Hummel to make this team over Tommy LaStella. Yeah, Tommy LaStella's got to be able to throw, and that's going to be the leg up that he has on Cooper Hummel if he um, if he is able to do so because their their depth at third base is almost non-existent. 
you know, you can say all you want Dylan Moore, but Dylan Moore has a very solid and important role on this team this year. You want him platooning at second. You want him giving J.P. Crawford days off. You don't want him having to play third base every day if something happens to Eugenio Suarez. So I, I think that is kind of where where Lucelle is going to have the edge, but he certainly has to show that he can play in the field. They didn't bring him on for his bat. And he has yet to start uh, throwing. He's DHing right now, but not playing in games. Cooper Hummel's not going anywhere either. So if it comes down to the 26th man on the opening day roster, that might be one thing. And March 31st, it might be a completely different thing mm-hmm. on May 1st. But Cooper, Cooper Hummel is, you know, putting up a, a great show. All the catchers are. That has been a lot of fun to watch. All three of the catchers. But you can see how his versatility certainly could help this team, especially if you do have kind of a breakout with Tom Murphy a little bit. You do want to DH him a a little bit more. They can play both catchers at the same time, but they feel a lot better about it if you did have a third one on the roster. Shannon, great stuff as always. Thanks for uh, moving times uh, with the uh, time change and everything. So we'll talk to Shannon at 9 o'clock each day this week after it was 8 o'clock for the last few weeks. So uh, happy to keep working uh, to make this happen because it's been great just getting these updates every day from spring training. Thank you, Shannon. We'll talk tomorrow. Am I going to see you today, Brock? Nope, nope, nope. No, you won't. Just some tanning day. Uh-huh. Some tanning day today. <laughs> see you, Shan. Okay. There you go. Hey, and don't forget, you can uh, head to seattlesports.com slash win. Do it today to register and fill out your bracket, Brock, for bracket Ooh. bucks. Compete for your shot of great prizes, and there are three chances to win. Fill out your bracket today at seattlesports.com slash win. All right, coming up next, we'll give you everything you need to know, and there is news a-coming. Mm. The Seahawks apparently are about to make one move it is not a signing and uh, it has been reported and uh, yeah the legal tampering period is open so nfl teams are calling any news yet we'll find out brock and salk sales sports on 710 need to know 15 minutes past every hour with brock and salk here's what you need to know up first it's on brock the legal tampering period is here nfl teams busy making calls if you know somebody who is an nfl gm or agent don't try them right now they're very busy talking to each other we're waiting for deals to be announced which of course can't be official until wednesday but they can be agreed to uh, in theory starting well right now uh, the seahawks are making some small news i think we sort of knew this and it was rumored over the weekend with an instagram post but uh, mike garofalo showing that the seahawks are going to be cutting way or cutting ties with shelby harris they attempted to trade him nobody really wanted to deal for him and so they will be probably cutting him yeah and that creates more cap space but that again leaves a bit of a void when you're talking about a big guy and a physical guy and there were games where shelby harris you you, you play and you're like yep that's the kind of difference maker you need in the scheme. A guy familiar with this scheme, you'd really like to have a big body because big bodies are hard to find, but not at that cap number. So they're going to let him test the free agent market. Hopefully, Mike, they keep enough goodwill and, and good contacts there that if that market is not what Shelby wants, that he can come back here. Because I would like to see Shelby Harris here. You do need some level of continuity. Well, and maybe he will be back here. Yes. Right. You release him and you see what's available and then he comes back in a much but lower a much number, different number. Yeah, we've seen that before. By the way, the Bears, according to Dove Kleinman, making the first big move of free agency. They are signing former Eagle. TJ Edwards, linebacker. You know who that is? Yeah, he's a linebacker. Nice play there. You tried to like the Javon Hargrave. I'm just see saying that's what no. The, I'm you're just, trying to radio tease. I see I'm what you're doing. I'm just reading there. the story, Brock. Sure, slowly. On. I'm just reading the story. Well, I want to make sure people hear it uh-huh. and understand what's happening. 
Here's the second thing you need to know. Good conversation uh, with Shannon Dreyer there about the Mariners and what we uh, saw over the weekend. Luis Castillo, good and, and trending better. is a little bit more velocity being added to what he's doing. Did give up a home run, made a couple mistakes, but also got into the fourth inning and struck out four. Well, by the way, we didn't get to talk to her much about it, but George Kirby, much better outing. There we go. Sunday day at the park. Everybody got their money's worth. A little pitching, a little hitting. Um... I think uh, Luis Castillo looked good today again. Um, he's made one mistake, an 0-2 pitch for the home run, but I thought he looked really good. Uh, good signs there. I think um, you know, some of the guys out of the bullpen, not as sharp as we've seen them be. Uh, Bernardino threw the ball great later on, gives a couple innings, but, you know, the, the B team, the guys that came in behind, the regular guys did a nice job, swung the bats, and, you know, you get these games on here once in a while. You're really into that B team, Brock. You're really, you've pushed that narrative a few times now. Yeah, you know, every once in a while, I like to see the B team. Those guys get their opportunities get their cracks to make the most of it Luis Castillo just got a joy he just he, we saw it last week every day that he walked into that building and waved at us he just he has a joy for going about this work he's built to be an ace pitcher he's built to do what he loves to do and not call it work and yesterday he had a smile on his face comes off the mound each and every inning he must have had family friends somebody there he's waving to them in the crowd saw him beforehand saw him after and, yeah, it was nice to see more than anything. That velo back to 94, 95, pretty darn free. I easy. love this guy, but I'll tell you what, if he starts slowly and that's the way he looks, people are going to be so mad. <laughs> Waving at people in the crowd and getting yes. shelled. It's never a great combination. <laughs> Here's the third thing you need to know. I've never seen this. Maybe it's happened before, but I don't remember it. Back-to-back home games against the same team. Never heard of it. Dallas Stars are in for their second of two against the Kraken. Game one, an overtime loss. Just a bummer and a shame how it went down. They were able to come back, battle to take a lead. Eberle, Donato, Bjorkstrand all had goals. They're up 3-2, and with a minute 10 left, you give up a goal and then another in OT. You get a point, but that's another lost opportunity. So that just really like to see them do their thing today, Brock, and kind of get back to the resilience that they've shown over the course of this season. Yeah, and Vegas and the Kings look to be finishing strong. A little bit more established, right? Mm -hmm. They've kind of been chasing them this year. You're looking at the points. You're looking at games played. Kings aren't that good. I still think the Kings will come back to earth. We'll see. And for the third time, I'm going to finally get this right. I've I've screwed this up in the other two need-to-knows. And I'll tell you why. I mean, I'm not making an excuse, but I'll give you an explanation. Because it's a small bracket on my phone, and even with my glasses, I've screwed it up multiple times. So the third time is going to be the charm. I'm going to get it right. Gonzaga is the three seed in the West. The three seed. They will face the 14 seed Grand Canyon. Mm. And then there we they, go. We had a texter very mad at you. No, I, yeah, I and rightfully so. Right. I mean, it's frustrating. Just, you can't just, get this right. Is that just, just under Dan Marley's team still? Grand Canyon. Just, just read. Wasn't just he the coach there? The <laughs> yeah, he was. The, he was the coach. Is he still there. Well, uh, oh, you don't study Grand Canyon. That. And then they would play the winner of TCU in the play-in game, which is ASU in Nevada. In their bracket in the West is UCLA, the number two seed. I think this is a pretty pretty good path. If, if you could have selected anywhere that they would have ended up to try to make a run to the Sweet 16 or Elite 8, I think there's matchups that are pretty favorable for Gonzaga all the way through. Uh, Grand Canyon, good. I'd like to see them battle Grand Cayman. That'd be fun. That would be a better, a better, yeah. uh, a better matchup. Brock, so Gonzaga Grand ranked Cayman three. U. Grand Canyon ranked yes. 14. Do you know who's ranked yes. 3 and 14 on the east side of the bracket? Just off the top of your head. Um, do you want me to pull it up and look? East, ranked 3, Kansas State. Up against Ooh, number yes. 14, Montana State. Montana State. Mm. Sorry, sorry about that. Brock, are we rooting for Montana State? Uh, no. No, we don't <laughs> like the Cats. We are Grizz. 
It's Grizz Country in the Hewitt home. Who's sure. we? Okay. Saw Divish yesterday, by the way. Divish in good spirits. Yeah? Yeah, he was in good spirits. What, you feed him or something? No, his, uh, his lady was in town. Got oh. to meet his lady and yep, and uh, and some others, and it was great. I think he's going to be on Bump and Stacy today, so uh, you can hear a happy Busy. Ryan Divish. Who knows? Yep, there you go. Whew, all right, busy. Uh, it sounds like the Bears are continuing uh, to try to add up Brock, and they may be taking okay. a known quantity away from the NFC West. That's next. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, we got ranks coming up in 15 minutes. This hour is brought to you by 3010 Weight Loss for Life. Sounds like the Bears are the movers and shakers. We said they got TJ Edwards away from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He's a linebacker, and it sounds like they are looking, Brock, to sign Mike McGlinchey, offensive mm-hmm. lineman from San Francisco. Yeah, that Bears deal for the linebacker, kind of worth keeping an eye on because the linebacker market is another market, Mike. We talk about D-tackles. For the Seahawks, but, you know, with uh, Cody Barton, a free agent, with your starting linebacker with an ACL, Jordan Brooks, you don't really have a lot in that room. So what is the deal for TJ Edwards? Three years, $19.5 million, $12 million guaranteed. Mm. That's palatable. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a very, that's not a, these first wave deals are usually, right, uh, Deron Payne, $90 million, four years, 60 guaranteed. That one is a, uh, that's a fairly reasonable deal that, you know, the Seahawks by cutting Shelby Harris today, that news also here uh, rather recently, um, you know, they, they do have cap space to do a deal like that, two deals like that, three deals like that. And I'll be kind of curious to see if they're involved in any of these things. And they should be. I'd like to see them. I mean, they obviously need help with the linebacker spot, but it doesn't matter unless you're going to figure out your defensive tackle spot first. Uh, we, we talked earlier about whether or not you could trade for Vita Vea. I don't know whether that's possible or not, but there are reports today that the Bucks are exploring trade possibilities with their guard Shaq Mason. So, I mean, clearly they are active in the trade market and willing to trade some established players, whether or not that includes a stud like Vita Vea, I, I just don't know. But, you know, I, I'm interested in that. I think that would be exactly the kind of move that this team should do. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a good conversation, and it's not going to go anywhere, especially over the course of this week with the new league year beginning in the NFL of just how you want these Seahawks to act. I, I do remember, uh, you know, you and me and Jake Heaps and Boy Howdy a few years ago when they had cap space. They didn't have draft capital, but they had cap space and, and they had room to spend after, you know, some of their stars, Richard Sherman and others, came off the books and they went a little more volume on their O-line and volume at spots instead of a couple different stars I don't. I just don't think this market this year for what they're looking for has that same kind of conversation. Right? I, I just. I. I don't see a Jack Conklin in that case, who was an offense tackle that ultimately I think signed to Tennessee, and and you know I, I don't see that that necessarily missing piece. I, I don't even know how comfortable, frankly, Mike, I would be with Hargrave to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. I. I, I don't know. I mean, he's been a a very good player in this league. But it wasn't until this contract year that he became a dominant player. And I think he became a dominant player because he played on an amazing D-line with huge you know, pieces that could rotate. And he wasn't having to play an enormous amount of snaps. And it was a little different scheme where he got one-on-one situations. And now I do like that he played in Pittsburgh before that and played in a 3-4 and was a you know five technique and had to play the run. And I think he's physical and he's capable and he's going to get paid. But yeah, I mean... 
I, I don't think you're just Javon Hargrave away from figuring out this front seven, you know? And, and again, this circles back to that, hey, I want to be all in. I want to be the Rams. I want to go for it. I want to add all these pieces. And I think your point about there's got to be still a time and place for that. And I just don't think these market conditions nor the number of voids you have at linebacker, at D tackle, at, you know, and in this three down techniques that they're wanting to play. I just don't think you have the opportunity hmm. to just spend on one big piece to solve. No, the puzzle. I don't think they have that available to them right now. So, all right, you still have to solve that puzzle. And maybe you're bringing back Shelby Harris after you cut him to, you know, play at a smaller deal. It doesn't seem like Puna Ford is necessarily going to be a fit in this defense and can probably do better somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Monet is most likely not going to factor in this year after injuries, et cetera. And who knows whether or not Al Woods is even going to play next year. So you got some serious work to do on that defensive line. You're right. One player is not going to solve it all, but you better get to work on it because I mean, you can bring me all the Bobby Wagner's, all the middle linebackers you want. If there aren't guys in front of them to tie up blockers, I don't care how good they are. They're not going to be effective. Nope. Nope. And a little bit of what we saw a season ago. I mean, not a little bit, a lot of what we saw a season ago with people just continuing to to pick at that scab. And until you fix it and remedy it, you're going to continue to get attacked in that way. Mm. So good news is this is not just a one trick pony. Good news is this is not, well, we traded draft picks. We don't have any capital. We're not the Denver Broncos. We're not some of these teams that have nothing to draft with. You know, that's the other the other piece of this puzzle that you do have, and I am curious as this tampering season is has begun and, and news is starting to come in, it looks like, by the way, uh, Vegas and Houston, the two teams that could be most interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. So what does that mean to the top five of that draft order? If Houston goes with Jimmy G? I don't think it changes anything. Honestly. They, yeah. they still have got to take a QB. Yes. I mean, the, the fact that they bring in Jimmy G, that wouldn't surprise me. I don't know how Vegas is going like, to, I don't know how he's going to keep his job. Right. I mean, like, Joshy boy? yeah, I mean, like if you go from, I understand going from Derek Carr to finding your next quarterback, but going from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me in yeah. terms of what you're trying to build. So that, that would be a little surprising. Uh, we just also hearing now the Ravens have cut veteran defensive end Calais Campbell. I know mm-hmm. that's a name that's been intriguing here in the past, but I don't, I don't know whether he's still the player that he once was. That's somebody the Seahawks should have some interest in. Mm, he's pretty old. I know. Could he play the, I think, I think him and Al Woods could play four amazing <laughs> games. He's 36. Yeah. Yes. I mean, but okay. I'm yeah. just throwing the name out there. Yeah. Brenston yeah. Buckner is another name that we've talked about in the past. Is there a possibility to go trade for him? Brenston Buckner or DeForest? Uh, Buckner? DeForest Buckner. Excuse me. Brenston Buckner. That's an old poll. Was Sorry. He my, was he my era? I don't know why that name came to me, but obviously <laughs> I, I meant DeForest. No, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Brenston Buckner. Is he a Cardinal? Gosh, yeah, he was he was a pretty good. He was a good player I know. for a bunch of years. <laughs> but he's not DeForest Buckner. He's not the big D tackle. All right, I got the wrong first name. No, I got you. But those are yeah. The, DeForest this way, Buckner had eight sacks last year. Yeah, he's he's that would be very intriguing to me. Yeah, and and honestly, you laid out the scenarios. What were the four of them? Number one, you know, to to fix this, how to this, fix this defensive line. Yes, four scenarios. One, piece it together, which is what you've been trying to do. Two, go big in free agency. Three, make a trade for somebody like Buckner or Vita Vea. Mm-hmm. Four, draft Jalen Carter. Yep. Yep, and I do like three and four. And I do like whenever you mention these names, like DeForest Buckner or Vita Vea or, you know, an accomplished guy in in, in this league that that's a difference maker. 
right? I mean, DeForest Buckner and Vita Bay are, are difference makers. They they take on blockers. They defeat blockers. Even when I look at this free agent list, Mike, you've watched the Seahawks versus the Cardinals for the last four years. Do you remember Zach Allen? No. <laughs> I don't? Yeah. Didn't stand you know, out. No, exactly. DeForest I mean, Buckner does, though, even uh, though oh, he yes. didn't get his name right. Uh, By yes, the way, he... Brenson Buckner is uh, the defensive line coach for the Jaguars right now. Yeah, he played for, I think, Carolina back Played in for the day. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and Carolina. He Carolina. was part of that great Carolina line yep. that was like him and Peppers. Yes. And they yes. had two other, like that whole line was ridiculous in 2000. Well, I'll tell you, if you sign Brenson Buckner yeah, and right. Calais Campbell and Al Woods, you can play two amazing <laughs> yeah. games. Uh-huh. I think Buck could still give you a game or two. All right. I know I'm not even making fun of you, but I honestly. Mike Rucker and Chris Jenkins, the ooh, other two names yeah, there. They were pretty good. That's a pretty good front four. <laughs> that was, Peppers, yeah, that, Rucker, Jenkins, and Buckner? Uh-huh. That was pretty good. Are those guys available? I think some of them are, yeah. <laughs> yes. You can go get Mike Rucker right now if you need yeah, him. Yeah, the idea, and I saw, I think it was Bumpus's piece, or uh, talking about, you know, signing, keeping Quentin Jefferson and, and making sure you do have some level of continuity. I get it. I understand it. But I'm just kind of done with the piecemeal, man. That's just in in this league, that's not the route that I want to go. I, I don't. They had to do it a year ago. I think at times Pete Carroll even said it. You know, we had to compromise in some areas. And that was the one spot that, you know what, if we're going to draft tackles and we're going to draft a running back and we're going to draft an outside linebacker, we're going to draft a corner. Like we're going to put all those pieces, you know, in draft capital and we're going to give them a shot. And man, did they hit and hit big time jackpot on so many of those Ken Walker and the tackles and Woolen and even Kobe Bryant, but they left vulnerabilities there on that D line and within their front seven and just doing the whole piecemeal and bringing back some of these pieces that are just very much league mm-hmm. average. Uh, it doesn't excite me very much. What do you, what do you think is going to happen? Just cause I, you know, we don't know the answer on this. I was going to jump around a little bit. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with Lamar? Like how does this saga end? Mm. Well, I just saw Atlanta repaid their guard. Uh, Lindstrom gave him five years, a hundred and five million bucks mm-hmm. uh, in an extension. So, uh, some some big money to one of their big pieces on their offensive line. They were one of the highest salary cap teams, and people did kind of point to them and say that would be a really ideal fit. And they have a first rounder the next two years, and you know, would that be the place that puts out a, a large offer? Here's some of the challenge too. And and why, once again, man, this franchise tag just really does uh, encumber the players is because let's say Atlanta were to do that sulk and make that move right now, all of that cap number, that 30 some million or whatever it is, like it really challenges them in the rest of free agency. Like it just, it goes like on their books immediately, you know, and like, okay, now how are we going to figure out this deal and what all this look like? And, and, you know, how quickly can you negotiate a new contract with them? So yeah, it's it's difficult, man. Uh, it really puts it really puts these teams in in a tough spot. So more than likely, nothing will happen this week uh-huh. because these teams got to spend their money and figure out their plans. But does well, the team have enough in the kitty left right. to trade a two firsts and give him a mega deal? That's going to be well, a two pretty things limited that sort supply. of stood out to me on this. One uh, is is the deal that Carolina just made for the number one overall pick, giving up even more than two firsts. If you're them. And what you need is a quarterback. To me, like, would you rather have the unknown of the number one overall pick and mm-hmm. fewer, you know, fewer picks yourself or just go sign Lamar Jackson? Right. So that one was a little surprising to me, given that. And the other one is this. And this was suggested by my buddy who is a Washington Commanders fan. So I mm-hmm. want I want to be very clear about the bias being shown here. Is he this is Graham? A, huh? 
No, it's not Bram. It's my buddy Joel, who you've met. Joel's a huge, he grew up in D.C. So he's a big, big Commanders fan. He says, why don't, why doesn't Daniel Snyder do it? That's right. And I said, well, nobody's going to do it because nobody wants to give him the guaranteed contract that he wants. And he was like, well, why doesn't Snyder? That's right. He, the, stick the, it the to owners, the league one last exactly, time. Exactly. Like, hey, yeah. I'm on my way out. I'm going to yep. stick it to you guys by giving this guy all this guaranteed money, and yep. then someone else is going to have to pay it when they buy That's the right. team. That smells and I don't like care. a Dan Snyder move. Doesn't it? Uh, in every regard. How funny is that? And not just five-year 250. Let me give him a seven-year 350. Yes, you know, whatever. And, just, yep. and we'll see what happens, and I'm going to give this guy exactly what he wants. Good yep. luck, everybody. Now there's yep. two, both Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson have guaranteed contracts, and it's just dropping a little grenade and stepping out the back door. Yeah, that would be every bit of Dan. Can Snyder. you imagine that happening? I mean, that's yeah. not impossible. Yeah, I think here also is what just challenges this a little bit, too, is that when you act as your own agent, right, and it's you and your mom answering those calls right now, how are you doing that in this illegal tampering period? How have you done that for the last few months? Who has represented you down at the Combine and at the Senior Bowl and had these, you know, back alley conversations? Mm -hmm. You haven't. So you don't know. Right. And then these teams are left to go, gosh, is he going to demand this? And, you know, they're only going to hear from Baltimore, who in Baltimore is going to probably not be terribly honest in, in how those conversations have gone. And they're going to paint it in their way because they can do that. And, and there's not the other side going, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. Nope. No, this is actually what we want. So it just, yeah, it, it was one thing for Richard Sherman. Right. To represent himself. It's one thing for Bobby Wagner to represent himself. Right. Those guys kind of knew their value. Heck, even Russell Okung. You know, the second time around, I think got it right. But when you're a quarterback and playing that position with the complication of these deals, yeah. holy smokes! I mean, it's hard maybe. To I mean, I, look, I don't know enough about his mom who acts as his agent, right? I don't know enough about her to know whether she can do all that and whether she's got some of you know. Maybe she's been doing it behind the scenes, Brock. And I don't know anything about her, so I'm not gonna. I don't know. But I, I, I know under- she does not have decades and decades. No, of that's true. But you know, w- which is what plays a significant role, whether all, you like it or all not. All of that is true. But I'm not going to judge that now. When all of this is said and done, and he eventually mm-hmm. gets a contract or not, then we'll judge how he did. Because if he does pretty darn well, and he doesn't have to pay all the money to an agent, mm-hmm. I'm not going to kill him for the way he went about his business. Maybe he's playing the long game right now. So I, I. I'm not saying you're wrong. Right. I'm just saying we don't know yet. That's and, a tough and, game to play with that style of play as well. Man. And we'll see what happens. And yep. maybe he's going to end up playing this right, but we just don't know it yet because we're only in the middle of the process. Mm-hmm. Now I'm willing to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and then kind of see where it goes. All right. It is time. It is Monday. Let's do some ranking. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. It's getting uh, ratioed over the weekend, Brock, for my take on the golf. Come again? Got ratioed. I was said that, that I kind of... First time watching the players this weekend that I kind of missed the seeing the live guys. Don't you know oh. you're not allowed to have an opinion on the internet? Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, you should know. By the way, it wasn't even much of an opinion. It was like, look, I haven't noticed it at all that they're not there. And then watching yesterday, the leaderboard, other than Scotty, was kind of suspect. It's like, eh, kind of missed some of those guys right now. 
Uh-huh. People are killing me for it. Ooh. And that's called a ratio? Well, yeah, when you get like more more so, replies than likes. Yeah. Oh, you've been oh, ratioed. Really? Especially oh. when somebody responds to your tweet and gets more likes. Yeah. <laughs> more Yeah. Yeah, and you're getting ratioed. I love that. I don't care. Uh so <laughs> last night, big winner, everything everywhere all at once, virtually sweeping the Oscars, Brock. Very exciting. So that in mind, once ranked. Once ranked. Once. It's once. simple. There's no other spellings. There's no way this can go wrong. No. It's just once ranked. Right? Like, so we got the Righteous Brothers. All right? Just once in my life. You understand how this works. Little Blues Traveler. Very happy song. John Popper playing the harmonica. <laughs> once upon a midnight eerie. I know. Of course, that just brings back more painful because he's they're coming to Zoo Tunes. It just makes me think about how I got the wrong tickets to go Zoo Tunes. Indigo Girls. Yeah, I know it's brutal. Is that in 2027 as well? No, that's this. That's this summer. Okay. I've yeah. never been to a Zoo Tunes. Is it worth it? Yeah, I saw Coulter Wall there. He was great with the Wood Brothers. It was yeah. awesome. It's really it's nice out. Like I was. Do you like go going to concerts with a lot of kids? Once. No, I don't. No. Is that really what it is? It's just mostly kids. No, like but there are a lot of families. Justin, you like kids? Ah, no, I'm not. not a big fan, Brock. Oh. <laughs> I'm just not good with them. That's not really true, though. That I've really hurts Brock's plans for you oh. to get married to Betsy and have children within the next year. <laughs> You're upsetting him. There once was a ship that put to sea. The name of the ship was a bully. Speaking of taking over the internet. This seems like your kind of thing, Brock, all these. Yeah. I knew Brock would love that one. I know, that's very, very I have a really loud clap, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very loud. Here's for you, Brock. Thank you, Toby. I, I got another one for you, Brock. We'll get there. So is Brinson Buckner. Just one game. <laughs> just for one game. And Calais. And Al, just one game. Well, Blondie. This is a great song, uh, I was by today way. years old when I found out she says once. Yeah. At the beginning of Same. that song. <laughs> no idea. Uh, how about this one in Once Ranked? Anybody know why this one's on here, Maura? That'd be Macklemore and Wants. Yes. <laughs> totally simple. Yeah, Macklemore no and Wants. Wants. So how do you spell that? W A N Z. Wants. And that's in Wants Ranked. Yeah, Wants Ranked. Yeah. That's exactly. terrible. We're Maybe just doing that's even bad for me. I can't. Is it? I can't support you on that one. All you got is one life. Thank you, Elvis. Once can be enough. I will Stevie Wonder. Yeah, and we got the police. Oof. That's a terrible song. Not good. Wow. I get some water moving Dre, uh, for Drake. Like Is this Drake? one or once? Once. Once. Okay. You yeah. only live once. You only live once. What's she singing about there? Who knows? Could be anything. Probably snacks. Once upon a dream. 
Man, you hear these old Disney things, like, these like Sleeping Beauty, and it sounds like they are from another world. It does. This doesn't sound like it's from another world. It sounds like it's from Brock's world. Am I right, Brock? Once in a lifetime love. Man, Alan Jackson. That's not for me. <laughs> Not for me. Uh, we had a lot of movies, TVs, books, etc. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Once upon a time in America. Once upon a time in Mexico. Jeez. Once upon a time in the West. Be creative. Of course, you got the Once in Future King. What is that? Uh, book. The book. It's okay. a book. Once around Richard Dreyfus. Uh, let's see. Once. Uh, what's? How does the Raven start? Edgar Allan Poe. Once, Once upon, upon a midnight, midnight dreary. dreary. Right. Fool me once. Shame on you. George Bush kind of had some trouble with that one. Uh, every once in a blue moon, get these things right. All right, here, you ready for the top, top five? Top five once. Top five. Wait, little, little side note here, uh, little actual sports news. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa, hold on. Uh, whoa, hold on. Whoa, 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 well, whoa. I know how you feel about wrists. How do you feel about soggy shoulders? Soggy shoulders? Ooh, I don't like that at Shannon all. Shannon says J.P. Crawford dealing with a soggy shoulder mm. has been taking BP expected to DH tomorrow. I don't love mm. it. Okay. Soggy but shoulder? But I can deal with soggy shoulder in spring training a lot more than I can yes. deal with hands, right. fingers, Just wanted wrists. to know your level of no, alarm. That's, on, well, yeah, if it was going to be a pitcher, I'd have a different reaction. Now, Mitch Hanniger with an oblique strain? <sighs> Poor like that. Soggy shoulder would be a good band name, though. Now, number five <laughs> was uh, actually on the list last week as well for oh. Kisses oh. Ranked. Oh. Today, it's on Once Ranked. We had a Ford. Heck Yeah. Lita Ford's awesome. I like that. Uh, and again, trying to pay homage since we missed the runaways when we did runs ranked. Indigo Girls, you still, you're still excited <laughs> to see them? <laughs> Number four. Does anybody actually like Same the talking heads? People used to. People really? like love to talk about David Byrne as being the greatest musical genius. And I got to tell you, I don't like most of their music. <laughs> and the stuff he's done since Talking Heads is so out there. Great. Did you see him at the Oscars last yeah. night? Bizarre. Respect art. I respect art. I mean, I do, but respect art. I'm not not respecting art. Put a capital R on it. But I don't. I don't love what David Byrne does musically. He and Tom Waits are probably. Champions. I don't even know yeah. who he is. But I do like that. He's the lead singer of Talking Heads. Oh, thanks. But I do like that song. I like Once in a Lifetime. Okay. Yeah, you like Psycho Killer, don't you? Yeah, I just. Ugh. Kiss Kiss Sing. More misses than hits. Number three. Great White. Yeah. Well, that's all we got from Heck that. Heck yeah. Could have used a little more of that. Uh, Could have used a little more Great White. <laughs> I think I was on a plane with them, too, one time. <laughs> No, you weren't. No. Yes, I was. Why yeah, are you on like planes doing with so many bands? Because back in the day when I was doing games, you know, in Appalachian State and all over, these old-time bands are playing in small places casinos in Chattanooga and, and casinos, yeah. and they'd be on the little puddle jumpers with me. Hmm. That's wow. awesome. Wow. All right. They look, they battle, look like, yeah. battle for number one. <laughs> I went back and they forth. They looked old and tired. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet okay. they did. Great White's great. Jack Russell's their lead singer. Except they kind of screwed yeah. up every I know. music venue in the country. Yeah, and killed some people with what happened. I mean, that well, part wasn't great. Not but as a band, okay, all number rock two. and roll, they're kind number of like two. a good bluesy. They deserve to be there. Yeah. All right, one and two. I've been going back and forth really since we started the category. And <sighs> do it. I can't decide. Do you want me to? Do you want me to please the people or yes. make them angry? Please the people. You want me to please the people? All right. If I'm pleasing the people, this is number two. 
great movie. If you have not seen the movie once, do yourself a favor and watch it. It's an Irish rock op- rock uh, musical. This is number two. Yes. Never seen it. The movie I'm telling wants- you. This is pleasing the people? Uh, no, it's no, never seen. You'll see. To. Number one okay. is going to please the people. I think have putting that at once? number one was going to make people mad. Have you seen that? Have you guys seen this? Anybody I've seen else? It. No, I have, have not. Seen it? it is one of the better movies I've ever seen. Salt told me to watch it once, and I did. Wow. And? Loved it. It really is good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's really good. Heather brought me to it. I had no idea what it was. She was, she was like, oh, it's an Irish rock musical. I was like, that sounds terrible. And I don't yep. like musicals. And I absolutely freaking loved it. Give the people wow. what they want. Okay. It's not a musical. They don't like break into song. Number one. It's Here about singers yep. singing. Number so one. It kind of makes sense. Oh, jeez. Uh, number, number one. one. <laughs> Make the people happy. Yeah. Make the people happy. Yeah. Go with Pearl Jam once. Number one once. Well done. All right. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. <laughs> Big John, happy to know I'll only hear this ranked once. <laughs> well Thank said. you, Big John. <laughs> we'll see if the Seahawks have made any moves by uh, tomorrow. We're one hour into the legal tampering period. Bob and Stacey up next. We'll catch You're you guys rank tomorrow moves morning. Tomorrow, aren't you? Moves? Just once being the first wave. Just once. <laughs> moves would be great. I'm still happy with my once joke. All right. We got to go. Stick around for Bump and Stacey, the hay. Barn, see bye, everybody. Go. Get to the chopper!